Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 16 minutes after 10, this is Late Night Conversations. Let's get into the closet, shut the front door and open the closet as we talk uh, all things un filtered and uh, we are going to remind you that uh, no one under the age of 18 should be tuned in because it is um, a topic of a sensitive nature we're talking about the increase of um, rapes in South Africa now according to the report that uh, police minister Begitele gave last year in July uh, he said that uh, the incidence of rape had increased by uh, 706 cases compared to the same time in the year 2019 and obviously this is something of great concern because th- this is a, a recorded 1.7% increase with over 53,000 cases in 2020 alone of rape. Mind you, we are facing COVID-19 during this time. We are under lockdown during this time, but there are still such high numbers of cases of uh, rape in South Africa. And even the sexual offences in in South Africa last year had increased and uh, there was more than 1,638 cases that were reported. And unfortunately, still makes South Africa um, stay up at the top as the rape capital in the world with about 120 132 incidences per 100,000 people this is not a good statistic it's not good for women it's not good for men it's not good for the country it is just not good and this means a lot of women children uh, young boys uh, walk around with fear because our country is labeled as the capital rape capital of the world A-teamers, this is is not right. But uh, this is what we're discussing today. Those who have experienced rape, how to survive, um, how to um, end up thriving, but also to call on those who are rape perpetrators to stop this filthy, disgusting act of taking away people's right to to security and safety and stop violating people. Let's uh, talk about this. Uh, Remember, you can call in and be anonymous, share your story if you are brave enough or open enough or ask questions because we've got guests who are more than willing to assist you in your journey. If you're a perpetrator, you're also more than welcome to call in. Um, and, And when you do call in, Perhaps you might be able to get some help. Um, the number to call in on is 011-714-2006. You can also SMS on 41391. SMSs are charged at 150. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. I'd like to firstly welcome uh, Kangsi Lemoza, who's the director at uh, the Berea Hillbro Home of Hope. Kangsi, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Good evening to you and good evening to the listeners. Councillor, perhaps tell us what you do at the Berea Hillborough Home of Hope. Um, the home started in year 2000. Uh, as we're talking about gender-based violence, it's for home of hope for girls. We started uh, withdrawing children from different types of abuse. Because I started the organization not because I had planned to do it. I saw something that uh, when I saw it, I said to myself, this will never happen in my lifetime. To see children being used uh, anyhow. And uh, in fact, being 
uh, taken as an object, not as human beings. So I looked at it and said, as adults, we cannot just look at it and watch and say it's okay, because it's not my child. So we started 20 years ago. She's still going strong. Mm, still going strong. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, let me uh, introduce our next guest, uh, who's no stranger to the side of the A-team, Lois Wagner, who's a speaker, author, transformational coach, and one who is a thriver after having uh, being brutally attacked, raped, and left for dead. Lois, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. You know, Lois, I think... Yours is going to be one of those difficult ones because I, I, I'd like you to please narrate what happened to you um, those years ago where you had experienced this brutal attack, rape, and, and, and perhaps tell us what happened and what was going on in your headspace during that time. Sure. Well, it's... I was working late one night in my little printing business. I was in the courtyard, and I didn't hear this man. He he climbed over a, a six foot, eight foot wall, and uh, he attacked me with a screwdriver. And I really thought I could fight him off. He was smaller than me, and I was sure that I could fight him. So I fought him, but unfortunately, I didn't know what I was doing. And after a lot of stabbing and other uh, activity, he actually, I, I succumbed and he raped me. So it was a very brutal uh, attack. And um, he stole my car and left. Fortunately, the cops were very quick and he was apprehended. Sure. What an experience. What an experience. And I'm, I'm sure this is an experience that um, has, has led you to view life with a different lens. Absolutely. But for me, the beauty of it is that it's led me into the field that I operate in now, which is helping other victims move away from being a victim to becoming a survivor and a thriver and finding freedom. Uh, after that terrible experience. So there's a definite upside to it. Kangsile, let, let me come back to you. Kangsile, you deal mainly with children that uh, come into your home of hope. What sort of cases have you come around with, especially between um, last year, January, and, and now? Yeah, in fact, with the children, it, it's very difficult because sometimes the child keeps quiet, doesn't talk about it. And uh, you find that maybe after a month or after some time, you discover when she opens up and talk about it. So you take it from there. The victims need a lot of support. They don't need judgment. So with children, like last year, during lockdown, it was even not easy for the children to come up, talk, because even when we meet with the support groups, we meet, we used to meet, we've got some schools where we talk, we've got communities where we go. 
our, with our outreach team. But because of lockdown, it was very difficult. You find that the case, maybe you find out about it after some time. But we managed to help those who came forward. Let me go to a voice note from our A-team as reminding you that you can send your comments, questions or requests for assistance on 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number or SMS 41391. You can also call in on 011-714-2006. Good evening, Patricia. Um, You just stated that South Africa is the rape capital of the world. Um, I don't know if one thing that people realize is that in the top five rape countries in the world, four of them are Southern Africa. That's South Africa, Botswana, Lesotho, Swaziland. Those are the top four, based on an article I saw of recent stats. And I just wonder if there's some sort of cultural dynamic in Southern Africa that leads us to be this way in this region in particular. Um, I'm very curious and bemused by that. Um, maybe we're still very patriarchal. I don't know, but yeah, I just find it very bemusing. Um, Martin Mafike. Sure, Martin. Uh, that uh, citing that uh, is is really something that makes us ask ourselves what is what is what um, when it comes to the southern part of Africa? You've mentioned Botswana, you've mentioned Swaziland, um, Lesotho, South Africa. We are not in a good stead. And I'm, I'm going to bring you in here, Lois, with regards to the question that Martin in, in Mafeking has um, posed. Is there something wrong with the way we've been socialized as Southern Africans? Or is it uh, the fact that, uh, like he, po- he puts it, that we are maybe still very patriarchal and uh, men feel entitled to the bodies of those they desire? Well, I th- uh, we are very pa- patriarchal still, unfortunately. But I also question this, that we are the rape capital of the world. You know, India has, has I think, given a worse record than what we've got. Um, and also, it's it's a definition of rape. I think we have one of the most broadest definitions of rape in the world. It covers all kinds of uh, sexual interaction, not just violent rape, and not just vaginal rape. So, with a broad definition, our statistics will be worse than than other countries. So, I just question. <laughs> I do question that we we are worse. Than, than most of the other countries in the world. Yes, it's terrible, but I don't think, I think it's a worldwide pandemic and we're, we're all in the same place. And I think the world is patriarchal still, unfortunately. And, and you, Kainsila, what's your take on this? Because you deal with children who have uh, been sexually abused and raped, some even taken uh, for sex trafficking. Do you feel that there's something wrong with us as Southern Africans uh, due to the fact that, um, you know, Martin has mentioned that uh, we, we are in the top five of the, the worst rape uh, countries? Yeah, I do agree. It is a pandemic in our society because when you look at the children, you think maybe it could be adults only. But now because it takes everybody, the children, we see some very young, young victims. So 
we cannot say it is maybe from culture or anything. It's like a sickness that is out there. And we all need to stand up and look at it. Look at it in the eye and work together. Because for it to be like this, it's because whenever it's my brother, it's not rape. If it's my husband, no, it's not rape. If it's someone that I don't know, it's rape. So now if we can all stand up and just call it, give it the name, it's rape. Whosoever has committed it, it's rape. It's bad. Let's not, let's stop it now. Let me go to Tony, who's in PE. Good evening, A.T. Tony. Good evening, my dear. You know, I think the problem in South Africa is our judicial system. These guys get away too legitimately, you know. Mm. They don't go to get jailed, I mean, for a certain amount of years, or you think. And the thing is, let's face it. Oh, look, they call it correctional services. Mm. Not correct. Mm. I mean, what's why they call it correctional service? They should, I mean, call it jail or call it prison. And when they go into prison, they should lose their human rights. But that's all to do with our judicial system. That's how the crime rate is so high as well. They should definitely change it. Okay. Tony, I want to ask you a question. Um, As a man, when men are sitting around and talking, um, you know, in certain ways about women and children and sometimes even younger boys, do men like yourself who stand up for truth and want people to be brought to book, call to book their friends? Do you tell them, yeah. no, stop it, we don't talk like that? Or is it something that it, it becomes a joke? No, I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, it's con- converse with people like that, but to me, they, they, I mean, they utter S-C-U-M, you know? You don't do that to women. Mm. You don't do that to women. Thank you very and much. I mean, and I see that definitely it's a judicial system. Mm. Definitely. That is why, you know, even our crime rate is high. Thank okay. you very much, Tony. Have a good evening. Thank you. Eh? Uh, good evening, Hospitalicia. This is Maswahavi Nkwapa. I just want to know from your guest, have they ever looked on the... Who are these people? In Kosa in, in culture, they in Lisigisigi and Bizana about those young girls who are being forced by older men. So I call it rape to myself because if my daughter was amongst them, oh, I would be mad. So how do they deal with the uh, with those cultures that are encouraging rape how do they uh, support the victims as the victims are minors All right, Maswabi, your question, I'm posing it to Kangsile because Kangsile, you deal with uh, with the children who are being trafficked. And I think what Maswabi is referring to is where a child, a girl child, is taken without permission from her family and taken to any man's house who desires her and she becomes a wife there. And it's against her will and at most times it's a much, much younger girl. How do you deal with such issues, Kangsile? It is so unfortunate because you find that the family is involved, the perpetrator and all the other people. 
And we must bear in mind with children, they know that if anything happens to the child, if she dies or something, there is no case on their side. That's another thing that we need to deal with. So now, number one, you have to protect the child. Make sure that uh, you support the child. Wait, Tangsila, I want to ask you, when you say protect, how do we protect a child? Because children go to school, children play. So so how do you Mm. propose we protect a child? There are so many ways. Uh, We are 20 years old now. We work so hard to ensure that you protect the child until maybe when when you have opened the case, when now, even when she goes to court, you have to protect the child. When they go to school, you have to make sure that you protect the child. Because once they know where the child is schooling, they stay there. Anything can happen to the child. Unfortunately, we are NGOs. We don't have that much support. But uh, through God's grace, we are here, we are doing it. It's not easy because the people who knows the perpetrator are relatives to the child. So some of them, they know where you are. They know who are you. So your life also is in danger. Uh, let me come to you, Lois. Lois, uh, you you were very privileged to be able to go into the parole hearing of your rapist. Uh, tell us the encounter there, and did did you did you have uh, the strength to look at a man who who stabbed you multiple times, raped you, stole your car? And, and, you know, look at him as a human being or was rage boiling within you? It, it was a, a strange experience and a bit disconcerting. But it was, you know, when you feel this compassion and you can understand that that person had a terrible childhood, he had a terrible life and, and terrible things happened to him. He had that compassion. Uh, it doesn't condone what he did. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't mean what he did was right and that he shouldn't be punished. But I looked at him and I actually did feel sorry for him, and I forgave him. You forgave and, him. Simple as that. Was it that easy? It actually was that easy. I had done some pre-preparation. But it's the most amazing thing when you can forgive something so dreadful. What it does, it breaks a bond between you and that person, and it sets you free. And forgiveness is so incredibly powerful that you can Mm. walk away from that. And to this day, I don't know if he's still in prison. I don't know what's happened to him. But it's of no concern to me anymore because I'm free of him and of that experience. Did you verbally say to him, Lois, I forgive you? I did. And I what did. did he say? He cried and he was very great. Do you feel that the justice system, um, the, the justice system did the right thing? And do you feel that the, the case was handled well? He got the correct sentence? Oh, well, uh, my case was handled extremely well, right from the police arriving on the scene right for um, the parole hearing. And as I say, I don't know if he got parole. I didn't want to know. 
Um, but it was handled extremely well. He was given a 25-year sentence. And uh, I think justice was done. I think yeah, I was very fortunate. And I know that many, many people are not as fortunate as me. They don't have that. They don't, the, the, the perpetrator is often never caught. And if he is caught, he's often never convicted. So, and, and that gives you closure. You know, if you know that the person has been punished, he's, he's been, or, or justice has been meted out, then it gives you a sense of calm and peace, knowing that that has happened. It gives you closure. So I do feel terribly sorry for those women and men who, who can't get that closure. Uh, Kangsile, with the yes. cases that you deal with, I know you're an NGO, do, mm. do you feel that the justice system uh, does bring people to book who are offenders, especially those who are offenders in the household? Um, in, in fact, I think uh, it has improved now. A long time ago, I remember we had a case in escort. Um, I think it's 11 years ago. Um driving from Johannesburg today, which was always a problem. But today we were doing it. We have to be there in the morning. But uh, we co- were getting e-support from the officers, the everyone in the court. It was just comforting that at least they were taking care of us because we were just thinking, looking at that. But the problem was the postponement of the cases. The child has to go to school. When you go to court, she must remember. But now when you're going back to school, she must forget about it and be there. So I think with time and years now, it's much better. The turnaround time, you find that when the case starts and then it just the proceedings go on. It doesn't take very long. So there are some improvements here and there. Well, I, I, I wish it wasn't just here and there, and it was grand improvement yes, to remove yes, us from being yes, the capital yes. uh, of mm. rape in the world. Let me go That's to nice. Kazimola, who's in case at N. Uh, good evening, mm. Atima Kazimola. How are you? A very good evening, Sian. How are you? Excellent, thank you. Just this topic I'm is studying. really uncomfortable. Thank- Oh, yes, it is. It is very uncomfortable indeed and something very close to my heart. Firstly, I just want to say that I am a first-time caller but an avid listener. Welcome. Please don't don't, uh, mince away from calling us. Call us often. (laughs) Definitely. As soon as I'm able to find employment and buy it, I certainly will. But uh, jokes aside, Mm. what I'd like to say basically is very close to me. In fact, I just had a conversation with a few uh, youngsters in the area today assault on women, rape, and so forth. Firstly, I'm going to say that our judicial system is too slow. The wheels of justice do turn the time, but they are rather slow. In terms of SAPF acting on rape and collecting evidence and so on, that's also another barrier. I'd also like to state that I don't think it's a culture. No culture will teach people mm-hmm. how to rape. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the culture of Uktuala wasn't about rape. We just, you know, uh, as time went by, just like Ilobola and so forth. But what I'd like to see personally is the first young boys, because I have wonderful young nieces that I'd never like to see raped. So I live in an area that's relatively quiet, the high violence against women and children, and I don't have a registered NGO or anything like that. 
as I said, I'm unemployed at the moment, but I make it my business to try and go around, speak to the youngsters in the street, on the corners, as to how we are actually supposed to treat women. You know, we are all equal. Teach them that this patriarchal thing does not work. So I just like to find out from other A-teamers in Durban. I'm just off time to actually internet where the rape and, and assault on women is right. If anyone could assist me in, in getting to schools, getting to these teenagers, as it is because of the lockdown, a lot of kids are not going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. They're all stuck on weed, stuck on drugs, and that leads to GBV. So I want to do something in my area, but I just need assistance where to start and so on and so on. Sorry I'm going on, I'm glad well, you shouldn't be sorry because you're you're going on about something that is, uh, you know, geared at at assisting with the scourge of yeah, rape yeah, and gender-based yeah. violence. Kazimula, um, Ben, our producers, got your number. Should anyone call in and say, "Listen, I'd like to to assist," and they're in the Pine Town area or in KZN, because we'll definitely this, give them your number. This is definitely a pandemic, and I can see it affecting children at grassroots levels. I see 13-year-olds pregnant carrying kids, and it just kills me. I'm 40, I'm unemployed, I'm relatively educated. If you are pregnant at 13, what are you going to amount to? If it does happen, this need to find a way to assist these kids, teach these kids that our sugar daddies are not all. You need to educate yourself and buy yourself an iPhone. That's what we need to drive into our kids. And I just need the assistance. I have the drive, I have the enthusiasm, but I just need the assistance. We can't see it's culture. We can't say we're going to leave it up to government because it's not going to work. We need to go back to where we come from. That A, a child is not your child, but a child is mm. raised by a village or something to that effect. You know, we need to work together in order to pull this country together. Let's forget about state catcher, state capture and all of that, but let's try and bring up our kids in a moral uh, ethical manner because we'll go back to state capture in the next 40 years. But I just need assistance because I want to do something. Thank you, Kasimula. Thank you. Kasimula, we've got your number. And like I said, Ben will afford your number to anyone that does uh, does, uh, have some sort of assistance. Uh, But yeah, strength to your bow. Don't give up. You're doing the right thing. Definitely, my sister. Thank you very much for taking the call. Okay. Maybe let, let me go to Lois. Lois, what do you feel about the passion and the drive that Ukazimula has uh, when it comes to um, assisting the community? Well, I'm just absolutely excited to have somebody like that, and I'd like to get in touch with him after this. I've got a program that I'm, I'm, I've put together, which is called Be Brave, and the whole idea is to teach boys angles to be brave uh, in terms of toxic masculinity, to fight this toxic masculinity that exists. So the Be Brave formula is that we've got to teach people what boundaries are, we've got to teach them respect, agreement, uh, values and vulnerability, equality, um, uh, empathy and empowerment. So I want to bring this program to schools and, and youth groups around the country. And uh, I'm sure the gentleman, I didn't get his name, could could certainly be part of this process. So the idea is that we, we teach boys, we teach them, we catch them when they're young, and we teach them as to treat other men um, and how to also to stop, how to stop harassment. I think that's part of the problem. Too many of us 
sit on the sidelines and we don't interfere. It's not my problem or I'm too afraid to interfere. We've got to stop people. We've got to stop bad-mouthing girls. We've got to stop teasing people. We've got to stop using language that is not acceptable. So, yeah, it's definitely it's got to start with the youth. We've got to teach them how to be brave. Let me go to Anonymous here. Anonymous A-teamer, uh, good evening. Good evening. Hi, Patricia. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm okay, but this uh, particular topic is a very sad one. How are you? Yeah. Um, I'm a survivor, actually. Wow. Mine mm. happened in 2010. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, um, as um, Laura Fasola mentioned, about forgiveness she's been so fortunate in her case not becoming a cold case um mine was a known you know perpetrator growing up together in the same area and um an adult male with the mindset of adult men sad and sick um, obviously in drugs and, you know, all that sort of thing. And sort of the, 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 the encouragement of uh, disrespect and the sense of, like, it's almost a competition thing that I can have, a, you know, and, and, and that was the sort of feel that went around. And the reading was basically, um, I will show you that I will get to her, you know? And it, it, it was horrible. I mean, it's like, even, even with the case, all the proof has been there. Um, they didn't even call my daughter in. I had a female magistrate. I had a female prosecutor for me. The perpetrator had a male representing him. It it was a whole lot of lying. All the proof of the three doctors that ran over my you know, all my, my, my specs and and, and, and and running through the right uh, uh, you know um proof and evidence basically has been there clearly and um I don't know, you know, with the justice system. I don't know. Oh, it's it's so hard. Mm. Anonymous, so hard. you know, you 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 sound like um, this this particular issue is still one that is uh, really unresolved within yourself. And yes, uh, I, I I'm actually yeah. taking forever to do my book, finish my book, you know. Mm, mm. And uh, I, I think what what's bringing it along more now is at the rate it is becoming now. W- you know? Was your was the perpetrator ever um, arrested? He was arrested and he got bail. It was like I, I mean I had to face him, mm. and and thinking he was he was jailed and so in prison or whatever awaiting his case or whatever. And like two days after, he was still walking around. So I had to phone the police to to attend him. Sure. You know, 
Anonymous, it's, it's, it's a very, very difficult situation that you're in. Um, we are so sorry to hear that you've experienced this. And uh, clearly, this is what we are talking about, that mm-hmm. our justice system needs to be stricter. You can't have someone rape you, someone that you know in the same community, and they still are allowed to roam the streets freely. I mean, so for all the years, for all the years, up to, I, I, I promise you, a few months ago, I have to face him like walking past my home. I have to face him like at the shop. I have to like um, two meters away from me, a meter entering the same entrance to to enter the shop or whatever, you know? Mm, it can't be easy. It can't be easy. Are you getting well, counseling? I've been through and um, so am and, uh, with, with counseling and uh, due to COVID, obviously, you know? Yeah, yeah. Being high risk and I'm, I'm also damaged after my biopsy and, and all sorts of things that I had to face and go through physically. Thank you, know. you for sharing your story with us, Anonymous. And we do hope that the justice system can just be oh, stricter that's, that's, because this is not, it, it's just not fair that the that same perpetrator my, can get away. That is my biggest hope. Mm, thank you very much, hope. Anonymous. Um, th- there's a message here from Ziad Ahmed, who is in Phoenix, in Durban. He says, I think the porn industry is a major contributing factor to mm. so many sexual offenses. Porn in all its forms is so readily available. It distorts the image of women and children. Kangsile, I think this one I'm bringing to you. The, 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 the children that you deal with, especially those who are taken as uh, for uh, child sex trafficking, once you've rescued them, what are the sort of stories that they, they narrate to you? Um, the grooming. They use those... Uh DVDs to groom the children. Ooh. And they're everywhere. They're sold outside openly. So that is the part which is very difficult because you cannot be everywhere. And uh, they, we need our law enforcement. And, 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 uh, and with the law enforcement, I mean, once a child has gone through that, have they apprehended any syndicates that are in child sex trafficking? Uh, Wow. Syndicate. Those people have got money. Wow. Okay. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was listening to Anonymous talking there. Yes. You can feel that she's hurting. Mm, definitely. And uh, we have so many of those cases where sometimes you say, as long as the victim, as the victim is safe but something needs to be done but you cannot be everywhere to say you jump into this side and that side because what is important is for that person to be safe hmm. they anyway we don't know but we our prayers and our wish is to work together to ensure because if you may ask why is this person outside the why was he given bail? Because now anything can happen to the victim. Very true. Let me go to Nkosnati. Nkosnati, good evening, A-team. How are you? Good evening, Nkosazana. I'm fine. Thank you for asking and good evening to your guests. I'll be quick. Um, there, there is another side I just want to raise. That of the laws. Um 
the, 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 the procedure. Uh, because the rape case, it traumatizes not only the victim, mm-hmm. but a, a police officer who obtains a statement because the law requires the police officer to obtain as much details as possible or as many details as possible of what happened because the defense uh, will demand uh, in, in, in cross-examination all those details and imagine that asking uh, the, uh, the victim such uh, 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 humiliating and embarrassing uh, uh, details of the rape because the court will not convict or is highly unlikely to convict uh, the perpetrator without all those details and 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 um, that's it it's it's so traumatic when a woman relays uh, the, the the story mm-hmm. of what happened uh, and 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 you've got to take it and if she doesn't have to vo- volunteer uh, those answers but you have to ask those questions and be specific um, even when the police officer is trained at a college, people uh, hardly talk about these things. It's trained. A rape statement is prioritized more than a murder statement. So I, I, I think even the way defense demand these finer details, humiliating details to a victim, I think the law should have looked at them when they 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 they, they amended uh, the sexual offences act. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nkosnati. Um Let me go to uh, Lois uh, to to weigh in on Kosnati's uh, comment there on the law because uh, Lois, you had to go under interrogation or uh, cross questioning um, during your um, the time that you had experienced this near death rape incident. How how traumatic was it? <laughs> you know, again, because mine was such a violence, it was an obvious case. You know, it was cut and dried. There was no doubt. It wasn't a he said, she said kind of a case. So um, it was easier for me to manage the process. But yes, it was terribly, terribly traumatic. The court case, just being there, being being cross-examined, um, even, you know, you could see the poor uh, prosecutor, you could see he, he understood Muhammad's story, but he had to go through the process and prosecute and ask me those questions. And it is horrible, you know, whether whether it's a cut and dried case like mine or, or whether it's a, a, a doubtful case in terms of he said, she said, like in a date rape kind of situation. Um, it, it really is very, very traumatic. Uh, you feel people are staring at you. It brings back all the emotions. You, you know, I ended up, I, my hands were sweating. I was crying. Very traumatic. So, oh, it, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. a hard process. Mm-hmm. And yes, the police face it as well. My, my, um, uh, detective who was the first on the scene was absolutely amazing she was so remarkable but she was also traumatized she said when she saw all the blood she said it was the worst she had ever seen so they also need support and guidance and help through the process
And, you know, there's something that's just coming to mind. The fact that uh, as we are talking right now, everyone is, is relating rape to women and children. Um, and we forget that there are boys, men. Um, oh. young children who are being raped and that that's why when we say rape is rape and we don't need to define it further whether it's anal rape or it's vaginal rape rape is rape it's a violation of people so we, we need to bear in mind that there, there, there are men and boys who have not come out to say that I've been raped because of stigma because every time we speak rape it's a, a man raping a woman or a child but enough on that let me go to this voice note Good evening, Patricia and the guest. My name is Mark. I think many need to be taught about who women are. Because most of the men, they think that women are sex objects. Women are not sex objects. They are human beings. You see, when a man rapes a woman, it's not just him going to the jail, but the damages that he left in the life of that person. It's so tormenting. So this thing, it goes back to the childhood of a man. When a man must be taught how to treat a woman from a girl child, how to treat a girl child. It's so important. Of course, there is lack of judicial when it comes to the issues of these people who rape women women must be respected they are the people who brought us into this world i wonder with such a man we have got such a courage to rape a woman we all came from the women i i i am surprised because men must respect women that's where we came from these are our mothers and sisters. They need to be respected. So the boy child must be taught how to handle, how to treat a girl child, or how to treat a man must be taught how to treat a woman. As I say, that women are not sex objects. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, here's other messages here um, from our SMS line. Atimas are saying, uh, Uspa in Peter Maritzburg says, Hi, Sis Pat, young men need positive role models who will impart a value system that respects girls and women. Uh, Muremi in Limpopo says, Hi, Imam Pat and your guests. My stance, um, any rapist is immensely uh, colonized by demonic spirit such uh, one can't be aligned by law unless he or she repents. Only God can redeem such a one. This is from Muremi who says Shalom. It is a sad state of affair that we find ourselves as uh, the rape capital of the world. And unfortunately, as much as uh, Lois, you might want to say, no, this is not correct. It is correct because this is where we stand. According to statistics, we've got more rape cases, even if the definition can be wider. But the scourge is really high. Um, and 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 there, there, there seems to be no real solution, but we need to find these solutions. Perhaps let me get uh, parting comments and we'll start with you, Kainsile. What are your closing remarks? Um, I think um, also like all the people who are saying, 
let us look at ourselves as a country and as human beings. Let us just look at how we're doing things and see which side are we supposed to strengthen in order for us to go forward. Because rape and gender-based violence, we talk about it so much. It's like we just talk. But what is it that is being done by who? Who are we expecting to do what? Because it's just there. Talking about it, it's everywhere. But what are the steps that are being done? How are we supporting those who are really doing something? There are so many men outside today. If they can have that direction, this is the way we are going to do it. Like the pandemic, this is the COVID-19. We are waiting for the vaccine. Uh, It's known. Okay, we're trying to get it. We are washing our hands. We are doing this. What is it that we're doing when it comes to rape and gender-based violence? Thank you. Thank you very much, Kang Sile, uh, for joining us. And uh, Lois, uh, your closing remarks, please. I think uh, my closing remarks I have already said, and that is we've got to teach our, our children to be brave. We've got to start in the homes. We've got to start in the schools. We've got to start in the, in the, in the religious institutes. And we've got to, as that other uh, caller said, we've got to have role models. We've got to go out there and show people what it's like to be brave, what it's like to be strong, how everybody is somebody's mother, somebody's somebody's child, somebody's sister. And if people can understand that, we can slowly start changing the mindset and stop this masculine toxicity, stop the, the pornography. Uh, we've got to institutionalize it. And, and get everybody involved. Mm. Um, Lois, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, Ben is uh, going to give you uh, Kangisa's number, um, or Kazmula's number, so that uh, you'll be able to be in touch to support his cause in his area in Pine Town. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank you very much for having such an important uh, conversation. Thank you very much for joining us and for sharing your experience. And we are we are proud of uh, the the strides that you have made from being victim to being survivor to being thriver and for helping others to thrive. And as 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 we close off, I got this very very traumatic message from an ATMO says. I'm sorry about what happened to your guest. I'm a 26-year-old single mother. I got raped and my daughter got raped too. It's traumatic. South Africa, this needs to stop. This needs to stop. We are better than this. Our men are better than this. Um, May goodness and grace lead you to the great heights of success.